Welcome to the Looking Up Podcast. This episode is the start of a series called Casual Fridays, where we sit down and have an informal discussion with our guest. It's a break from our usual, more structured episode. Today we have Thomas Purchase, a freelance online development manager and a recent graduate of Massey University. We hope you enjoy the episode. At the moment I'm working for three separate companies, okay. doing sort of digital marketing, online advertising, SEO, Google AdWords, sort of strategy, social media strategy. So basically like sort of the format I'm working on now is basically like I'll basically sign up, basically sign a three-month contract, like renewable, depending on what they want to do, and sort of specialize in taking companies that have basically no social media, no like, no good, like they've had to use Google AdWords, but like basically typically they find it way too expensive and then I come and run strategies, usually cut costs and we just go from there. But so far, yeah, so far it's been going like really well and, the, like the feedback's been like really good and so that's been like a real like good start especially for the because I've, I've been I've only been I've been done it for three years with my dad's company but I had I've been doing it for or two other companies and about to be a fourth company nice. in the next like couple of weeks but yeah it's just yeah it's, it's moving quickly which is cool that's always great yeah do you think it'll just keep expanding is that your plan or just eventually well, the plan, plan is to eventually make eventually yeah. eventually the plan is to, for it to be a company yeah full time operation well, at the mo- yeah at the moment it's at the moment it's full time it's basically 15 hours a week for the, the three and that sort of like spend maybe a third of time with the respective offices well especially like like we were talking about like the, month, the last month we've been a lot of like onboarding just trying to like because I'm literally understanding like, like one's a um, like a commercial exterior, exterior cleaning company which you know they have like Auckland Airport as a client, like TPNZ, um, like all the Westfield balls between like Albany and um, Sylvia Park. So like it's sort of strategizing in terms of like, and then go from a completely different company, which is like a, a, a pretty big floor sanding company, which is basically has like, they do most of the maintenance for the whole like Devonport and Epsom, Mount Wellington, and Mount Roscoe. And it's sort of like trying to, literally understand those like industries for sure Just what's the of, goal of their campaigns like of they seem they're kind of business to business uh, so the, the, they have well like I say it's, it's difficult because they have sort of well, differing um, strategies depending on what's what they want especially for um, what well, this company I've worked for called Kiwi Maintenance Group they're the exterior cleaning company I was talking about so they haven't had any really any online presence they've sort of done a little dabbled in a little bit of Facebook they've um, been exposed in the sort of the, I suppose, what would you call it, the sort of overpriced world of Google AdWords now, and that sort of come to come to a place where they just didn't see that as affordable. They felt like they were wasting money, so that sort of led us to a point in which um, we felt that we had to come in, or I had to come in, and sort of propositions and um, strategies around that, Ma- mainly being in sort of around impressions, conversions. Um, community interaction on Facebook, you know, like the traditional idea that, you know, you go on someone's website and open up a quote form and write a quote form and you might get that response to that quote form two days later. It's more the, and usually those that will only be answered to during um, their working hours. That's the idea that, you know, you can, I mean, I'll, I'll run a bunch of Facebook um, ad campaigns and um, in time, eventually um, we get to a point in which, you know, the response rates are within, you know, two or three minutes. You know, the, the conversation is far more open. It's not as, like, formal in terms of, like, you know, give me your address. It's just like, hey, if you have any questions around the business, you know, I'm now equipped to answer those questions. And it just makes the whole process 
in terms of the relationship like the business itself has with the target demographic just a lot more seamless and not so like not so yeah not want to say formal but not so like almost pretentious and the idea that it's like you know, I don't, you know especially for this company it's you know you know wash downs experience cleaning can be upwards you know ten fifteen thousand dollars and it's just it's sort of just creating more of an open dialogue around that rather than everything so a lot of my marketing companies I've seen is they they still uh, rely on the actual company to do the, the interaction with potential customers. So you're saying that you do that yourself. So if someone yeah. messages the company on Facebook. I do it all myself now. So that, that was a part of the onboarding process, which took about a month. So it was basically if someone asks for this, this is what you say. If someone asks for this, this is what you say. But then it sort of became from my end saying, well, a lot of people are saying this, and you don't actually have an automated answer for that. And so that sort of became more of my job, recommending to them how we can move around those sort of processes. Um, but the big one, the big, the big reason I was sort of brought in well, my proposition to them was, you know, getting away from the Google AdWords and more towards the Facebook advertising, which I think is where it's going. Um, <clears throat> basically, like I'm sure, like you guys, podcasters, you guys see what's probably happening in sort of the social media realm in terms of the fact that it's like such underpriced attention now, it's so cheap to if you're willing to put money into Facebook or into LinkedIn or into Instagram, it's so much cheaper than Google AdWords where, you know, um, in 2001, you know, the average cost per click, for example, for exterior cleaning Auckland was five cents a click. Now it's $14 a click. So, you know, and that's not even, that's not even for a conversion. That's just to get you on the website. You're paying $14 every time for someone clicks on that. So it's the idea of, are we willing to like mitigate the costs, sort of downsize a bit on Google AdWords, but also open ourselves up more on Facebook? Um, I think Facebook's definitely as good as the way it's going in terms of the way that the target demographic. I mean, the idea that you can literally target a radius, you know, I think we've talked about it, but the idea that you can talk about targeting such a specific, almost a, literally a person, you can almost get to the point now where you can literally say, I only want this person to see it, and they will literally only see it. Like, that's, that's to me, it's just like. Yeah. Well, it's just, I think, especially for the companies, because the companies just want value. Like, that's, like, the main thing. Like, that's probably the biggest thing I've learned from it all so far, is the idea that, like, they're not interested in, the like, for me, it's important to know the logistics of how we got to this point. They're not actually really interested in that. They just want to know we were here, and now we're here, and they just want to see a graph that goes like that. <laughs> yeah. That's all they want to see. And that's probably, like, the biggest thing, because, like, you know, I can talk to them more than technicalities and whatnot, but with the CPC and your click-through rates and your bounce rates and your bounce percentages, and it's like, I don't know what that means. Just tell me yeah. if it's working or not. It's yeah. Working for me. yeah, with sales, though, we, we used to do a lot in Google AdWords, and I kind of just analyzed all the results that we were getting um, from our last marketing company. I was like, do I see it? This just isn't working, right? Yeah. Google AdWords is just, it's just not worth it anymore. So, too um, broad, too expensive. It's just too expensive and it doesn't work as well. I'd like you were saying the other day, like the, the amount of people that actually go into Google and will search like a specific term is, I know you might be very popular and you might get like what, 200 a day or 100. Yeah. yeah. Um, but whereas on Facebook, you can target specifically the people that you want to get in front of and get your message to them without them having and you knock out all the people you knock out all the people that you don't want that's the yeah. big thing it's not about the people you are getting it's about the people you have no interest in ever talking to because yeah. they're never going to do it like for example with this floor sanding company with like I would never run a floor sanding um, or for example I would never run a floor sanding company and say probably even talk about our grounds but 
like the percentage of hardwood floors into carpet here, it's just, it's so, it's like, it'd be stupid. Right. But if I was doing it as a Google search, like I'm paying for all the people still seeing it in Torbay and Brownsburg. And, and that's more towards like location demographic. I'm not even talking about age, gender. Um, there's some algorithms that you can target to towards sort of like income um, and also um, more towards like, you know, family orientated people and all yeah. that sort of stuff. And all those like audiences as well, based exactly, on yeah. what, what they're interested in, what other Facebook pages they exactly, follow yeah. and stuff, which is really good for us because we can, the sales stuff, we can just go to our competitors like Salesforce and David Foreman and all the other sales training companies and we can put our content, which I believe is far superior to what they're putting out in front of the people that follow them mm. um, and we're pretty likely to get a lot of people that are interested in yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it shows the industry maturing, right? Because it's kind of like the idea of like digital wastage. And so, like, when something initially comes in, everyone's like, oh, we're going to try and reach as many people as possible. We use Google AdWords. We're going to just set a huge radius because it's the internet. We can hit a million people if we yeah, want. Exactly, yeah. But then it's like, no, wait, that doesn't actually make any sense. Mm-hmm. We actually should be using the internet to drill down to the specific people yeah. and, and yeah. not waste our resources on it. Yeah. And it's sure. Facebook's interest to do that as well because they want these to have it good of the experience as possible and if, if the people that are on Facebook are getting stuff brought up for them that has absolutely no relevance then that's not a good experience exactly, so yeah. they want, they want to and you get penalized for that yeah you get, you get penalized for that if, you, people, if your stuff's coming up high and people aren't clicking on it you get penalized hard okay how very is hard it, is it so basically so there's, a, there's a, basically an algorithm called click through right the average I want to avoid the percentages but the average click through rate percentage globally is 1.91 so basically like Two out of every hundred people will click on it. That's it. Yeah, basically anything below one percent, you're being penalised. So basically, that will basically it will move you down in the rankings on Google. Um, but it will also sometimes if you're because if you're paying a lot of money for something that people aren't clicking on, they'll actually charge you for that as well. Still, it's just a part of the. Basically, they're saying is that the the content that you're supplying does not match the search in which you're putting your stuff into. So that 1.91% is that for AdWords? Can orders for Facebook? Facebook's higher. Facebook's a lot higher. But Facebook's different because Facebook, uh, everyone's using Google still. So with Facebook, they're sort of like, hey, everyone come here. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, because I mean, with Facebook, I mean, you can pay for an ad at the moment. I think it's $3. In Auckland, it's $3. And you're guaranteed, I think it's 1,100 impressions. $3. Which is like yeah, in comparison to Google, like, it's ridiculous. They've got the relevancy score as well. It's like a yeah. out of 10, and it shows you how relevant your content is compared to the people yeah. that's been put in front. Yeah, and the quality so, score as well. Yeah, I think that really um, relates to kind of also the kind of push. And like at Sales Star, it's definitely happening. It kind of is the idea of like people, you know, the idea of advertising shifting from like we're going to have some content that people want to look. So like at a newspaper or a TV, they watch their TV program and then they endure the ads. When now people are going like, no, the advertising should be the content and that should be inseparable. People should actually get value out of whatever yeah. content you're pushing. Like with sales start doing podcasts about the start of the sales program, um, yeah. the sales process to start with, that's actually giving them some value. So yeah. they're there because they want to be there and they get something out of it. Mm-hmm. But then they go, oh, wait, no, like, this is actually something we want to actually continue doing and pay, paying for. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for us, it's about providing as much value as we can for free. Um, and then if people like that, then there's, there's an offer for them as well. So, yeah. for example, at the end of the podcast, latest episode was on sales plan. 
So we download, we developed a one-page sales plan for people. So it's a 10-minute podcast, not a really podcast discussion about problems that people might have around the sales plan and how to create a good one. Um, and at the end, it's like, okay, if you enjoyed that, um, here's our one-page sales plan. Download it for free, fill it out. Have any questions? Um, there's no. Um, they give us our details, and then if we feel like we need to. Uh, yeah. got that's the long game though right? yeah. that's the long game that's not playing like the short game where yeah. everyone's like you know buy my stuff now hey yeah. it's, you know it's the idea that you're sort of reciprocating that value and the idea I think the idea like I mean we've talked about in the past like, privately and stuff like that the idea of like not being like you know working for free the idea of giving stuff for free it's like I think that's like a really 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 like yeah. sort of like pivotal point like which has happened probably I reckon in the last few years is the idea that like the amount of value you can give people for free, like I feel like a lot more people are happy to reciprocate that stuff back if it's quality later on. Mm-hmm. Like with you know, I think that's I think that's huge. I mean, I'm something I'm really trying to push to you know the companies I'm with now is the idea that, as far as promotional stuff, you know, the idea that I think that, yeah, I think there's so much value in that as yeah. opposed as, as as opposed to as, as opposed to you know sort of like the short game, the idea that everything has to be. For profit or for whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think it promotes um, good relationships with the client as well, which kind of reminds me of something you mentioned earlier on with actually like um, making the conversations more informal and actually like building yeah. a connection with the client and building as part of your marketing process. It's yeah. about how you um, build the build the right systems to engage yeah. with clients. Well, because I think there's places to be formal and there's places to be informal. Yeah, like Facebook is not a formal place. It will never be a formal place. I mean, it might be a formal place in ten years. Who knows? Because it might be something different. But the idea that, you know, just because I'm well, I run a business page on Facebook doesn't mean that I shouldn't be for, I shouldn't be not be informed on that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think it's it's just it's just literally the nature of the platform. It's so it's you know, people are on Facebook to have a, typically an informal experience. So they're scrolling through the timeline, they see an ad for a super formal exterior cleaning company, they're like, nah, right, it's, it's boring, I want to stuff. But if the, if it's an informal post that Continue. You know, it could be humorous. It could be, um, or like you're saying, it could give them value, which makes them stop for a minute. Yeah, for sure. You know, is it, there anything to stop that timeline scrolling? It really, yeah. And I think it like it could be related to as well to just a larger theme of like let's make business a little bit more informal. Like a lot of the stuff I'm doing in my yeah. management papers right now with um, HR and things like that is actually building workplaces that blur the boundary between like work and fun. And so yeah. that people want to be there, and there's perils with that, and there's some, you know, some weird shit can happen. But um, I like the idea on premise that, like, why should business be this kind of become too much of an impersonal thing like this? And you know, people do business. That's that's what business is. It's yeah. interaction between people. I think it's already so, happening. Right? Yeah, embrace that. Yeah. Keep embracing that. I think it's already happening. Like you, you guys, you're in a shared like workspace. Like that's a yeah. Yeah, comparatively sure. to what five years ago that'd be considered super informal yeah. you know but now that is like what I would say probably in the next few years that would be like a norm that would be I mean it's probably like quite progressive now I would say but so now it's just going to be what everyone's doing because it's, yeah. it's cheaper and it's yeah. it's just so much better like I think I mean I wouldn't know but like I'm assuming it's a far better working experience than to being in a cubicle <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean we had a we had an open working space working in the city but mm. um, we're paying twice as much for our rent uh Location was central, but it was super hard to get to. No parking. Yeah. Um, the, the good thing about it is we had a view of the harbour, but that was about it. Everything else kind of sucked. 
I've nobody likes working there, whereas, whereas at the Beehive, yeah, it's super informal. Nobody yeah. has to like dress up or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, That's not in the dress room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the air just seems clean. Like just enjoy being there. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want to go home when it comes to when everyone else is going home. Like I'm happy just to stay yeah. and, and do whatever I have to do. And it's those informal interactions with other companies as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talk, we talk about like how in one of the problems in like the university club space, especially with say social change organizations is things like this. So you've got all these little clubs doing their own thing, like, oh, we're doing charity, we're doing like what charities are, we're focused on environmental progress. And there's actually no cross communication. And again with companies, just like putting companies in the same building in the same rooms and allowing mm-hmm. them to informally interact. Also university, right? They're having this thing where they're going now like it's actually not such a good idea to put the physicists over here and the biologists over here and yeah. the physiologists yeah. over here and the business people over here. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that's stupid. You actually want to have them crossing paths because, you know, a lot of the big scientific advances involve, say, you know, like say, for example, one big one would be like quantum biology. There's lots of things around understanding photosynthesis that, you know, if, you know, a physicist wouldn't know because he doesn't understand yeah. And I suppose it also, if you're in the same place, you maintain the same thought process because you're around similar thinking people. Exactly right. So, yeah, I mean, that's probably, I mean, that's yeah. sort of like, well, I mean, at least where I feel like I've sort of branched out, but like I have a ton, like a ton of, I'm sure you do as well, but like a ton of friends with sort of different, you know, ideas or different, you know, doesn't necessarily have to be a university, but like at university, like I definitely think like what you were talking about, like that's really, really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it's an important thing with like what we're doing with the podcast as well is the idea of interviewing just a range of people as well, not sort of shoehorning us in. And yeah, I think it's important to yeah keep the conversations broad in that sense and the range that we have. Yeah, I mean that was interesting the takeaway that we took from the last one where we received advice uh, that was specifically around how we should really target our questions and target sort of of the podcast on one or two specific things, one or two specific questions that um, that would be relatable to a certain demographic. And we thought about that and we understand the reason why, um, but we kind of took away from that thinking that we don't really want to do that because we just want to have a forward conversation with people and just learn about what they're doing and, and what they're up to and what gets them out of bed in the morning yeah. rather than um, trying to sort of expand our audience as quickly as possible and make mm. money. Yeah. That wasn't really the, the point of, of why we did it. Um, but yeah, it's just about talking to people who we wouldn't have normally been able to talk to yeah. and um, just learn. learn well, I think the big thing that you guys are doing, I spoke about this you know, a couple of weeks ago, but the big kind of thing you guys are doing is that, like, and I've heard people say this, like, like, well, like people I know, like, even in my own house, they watch it and stuff, saying that, like, it's sort of the idea that you're almost like bridging the gap between, like, a super young person and a CEO. Like, that's huge. Like, that's the idea that, like, a lot of people, like, the idea that someone could even talk to a CEO of any company at, at 21 and have, like, an informed conversation, but it's actually, scary. like, it's not a big, it's not a huge deal. Like, they're sort of people. Yeah. But for, for, to a lot of people, to a lot of people, it's like, oh, my God, like, what the hell, like, what the hell are you, am I going to talk about? Like, yeah, yeah. And it's, like, the idea that, like, you guys are, saying, are sort of doing that, and then it's like, oh, okay, well, it's not that big of a deal, you know. They are just people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it can be it can be pretty daunting, but yeah, um, you just I think you just got to find common ground about things that you're interested in, and and, and just be interested in, in their lives and, and the things that yeah. they want to talk about. And then, yeah, it's just fun. You know, the, fun time. the thing with the, yeah, well, the thing with like the CEOs, right, is that they're such like well-rounded people. Like they are literally 
typically always prepared to have a co- any conversation about anything because that's literally what they do. They're just constantly putting out fires and managing situations. Yeah, so like the idea that you, know, you guys are going to ask them some sort of heart pressing question isn't like that daunting to them. They're just happy to have a conversation. Yeah, for sure. And everyone that we've reached out to has been more than happy. It's been so heartwarming. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. Yeah, everyone's really excited. I think that's really good. Yeah. 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 Does that make you guys want to push hard? Do you guys want to say that's sort of the same level? Um, well, like, because like, no, no, no one said no. Like, like, are you like, yeah. are you going like, oh yeah, like I'm looking for my first no? Because see, I just see how high I can push it. Well, I mean, it's not like we're looking for our first no, but I mean, it, it gives us confidence to start reaching out. I mean, we've got our first interview, yeah, our first interview tomorrow with somebody that we hadn't met before. Like everyone we've interviewed before has been through a personal connection, so, somewhere. right? Yeah, yeah. With yeah, like a connection through somebody. Someone's with this is the first person we've like ravished. Cold emailed them. Message on Facebook. That's what. That's the way to do it. Though. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. Like, and, yeah. What you find is if you approach people with like, hey, we're excited in what you're doing, and we'd love to hear more about it. Yeah. That seems to just. Yeah. People want to share what they're doing. Yeah. Share the stories. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, like even with like what I was doing with like Kiwi Majors, like this week they were like, we want to. They just told us like they told me the whole time that like, I want. Well, the the CEO there, he was just like, well, I want something and. A, like publication like, I would just like that and I was like okay I'll try to organize that so like I just literally just cold email like you're saying like, like Auckland today we've got like a full page spread in it. like I wouldn't I wouldn't have yeah. like, but you wouldn't have thought like that's almost like a possibility until because the idea of like cold emailing is such like a still seems daunting but I reckon it's like the, I reckon it's like, like the prevalence of like LinkedIn and stuff now like yeah. everyone's willing to have a conversation at least and then like, I got some scary as I mean, I've told like you know a few business mentors and people like just asking, oh, what are you doing? Because I don't want to finish uni now. It's like, oh, so what are you doing? I'm, I'm, I have to do the five minute thing where I'm explaining how it's not a company yet, but I'm working, you know, doing all the stuff. And then every single person says like, and it scares the shit out of me. It's kind of like you have to start like personally branding yourself. Yeah, that's yeah. that's freaky to me, man. Like the idea that like, you know, he's like, if you're gonna do this and you're saying you can do this for other people. You have to be a practitioner yourself, like doing it. And it's like the idea that, like, right. I've always thought about, like, the idea is like, he's like, you can do it as the company. Like, you guys could make free same. You guys, you could do it for yourselves, or you could do it as the Locking Up podcast. But it's like, either way, it's still you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's either you two or it's you individually, right? Yeah. And for me, it's like it's me or it's me being a company. It's still, but it's still me. You know what I mean? Well, which one would you rather go down? <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's free because to me, that doesn't make any difference. Mm. It's the same thing, so, so I feel like just about how you, how you yeah, else yeah, and it's just you know how much are you like willing to like sort of like give away for like yourself, like yeah. constantly doing that kind of stuff, like literally, like, are you are you willing to you know chuck however many things you need to on social media to like keep it going? Because you know I I'm not paying you know upwards of two three thousand dollars a month to advertise myself in google yeah. so the only way you yeah. the only way you can do it to start right now is to make good high quality content that's free mm. which you can just do it's 2018 you can do that no problem it's just like there's very few people who are actually willing to do it because mm. it's you know a is a is basically weird. unpaid so you're just doing it <laughs> and you're out of, out of hours and you're doing it for yourself yeah. and also b you know it's pretty freaky mm. yeah so you'd be like the next like New Zealand's Gary Manchuk Thomas Purchase oh, far up man that'd be, <laughs> that'd be freaky but <laughs> I don't know if I'd come up with enough quotes <laughs> <laughs> straight to fire all the time nah, I read his book like two weeks ago the ago. newest one yeah yeah I read that I'm there's heaps of stuff out of that like I, 
because I think like, the first part is basically just about mindset and the second part's literally like just about like the practitioner side of it like how he goes through every social media platform and explains like what you should do for the next two years to make money out of it yeah. which isn't like making money off is by far like not the, the main priority for me right now me right now is just bringing attention to what I'm doing yeah. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure is similar to what you guys are doing you know the idea that you know trying to just release create some buzz around it mm-hmm. which you guys are doing right you guys are making like your Instagram content and yeah yeah, and the good thing about that is because we aren't trying to make money off it, if we don't post anything for a week, it's not that big of a deal. Like, mm, I mean, yeah. it, it's it's all on us. Up to it's up to us whenever we want to post things, and there's no, there's yeah. no outside pressure on that. But yeah, it's Instagram for us has definitely been the, the main way we've sort of created a little bit of attention. It's the, it's the best way for the short form stuff, I think. Yeah, for sure. Because people are looking doing yeah. the video and the audio. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Instagram's been great, but. Yeah, just trying to get content out there that people wouldn't really like. Um, mm. do, do you actually do like going around the show? I couldn't tell based on your tweets. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's like segments. I take segments. There's, there's, there's bits that I think he's like the best at and there's some yeah. bits that I'm just like, oh, you know, I could not do without that. But like, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I think, I think he, he comes from a super authentic place, I think. Mm. That's probably the main yeah. thing I take from that. Yeah. Everything he says, like, I, I don't think he says anything for the sake of saying something. No. Usually. Uh, yeah. I mean, he does. I mean, he, I mean if, you watch, if you watch like 10 of his videos, you've seen all of his videos. Pretty much. But he says that pretty openly. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. Nothing that I'm saying now is what I haven't said for the past three years. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he yeah. says that every like keynote. Yeah. I, I like him, I think, because I really, I mean, we probably like him in a similar way. Like, he. Like my sort of way of even thinking about business and sort of marketing still somehow always correlates coming from sports somehow, and he's very similar with that. Like he makes a lot of analogies about, yeah. you know, sports teams and sport not, not necessarily just buying the Jets, but it's like the idea that like he'll make a comparison between you know like how the best organizations are always these five organizations, and it doesn't matter what situation, then they're always something to come back. Mm. And that's always that's always the way I sort of looked at it. If you're like you know strong from the top, you'll always be strong at the bottom. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, yeah. To answer the question, yeah, I think he's I think he's great man. All his books. So. Mm. Yeah, those books really good. Yeah, it is interesting his idea of like the economy. I mean, I think it's really good. Like people, sh- I, I think with AI and stuff as well, we're going to see like the what, what the kind of idea of the like say famous like be an expert on something and create content around it and make a living using that. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to become more and more relevant as well because yeah. it's not going to be like those are the kind of jobs that will continue to exist yeah um, yeah you'll be the person creating and like if you're not really an entrepreneur in the next 10 years time your job's in serious jeopardy <laughs> well yeah like what I was saying like Gary Vaynerchuk saying he's saying that like which I totally agree with is like every company is now a whatever X company plus a media company now yeah and yeah. if you're not that that's tough because you're just literally you're little, especially now because now it's like literally a land grab. Yeah, it's so it, it, it's 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 still it seems like social media is like old, but it's still so new, and there's still so many people not on it. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. Like it feels like on, it, on it, but not really on it. Like, exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. Like people are on it, but like even as like business pages, they're on it. Just you know, so when you type it, then it comes up, but they're not like doing it. 
And I think that's like, especially for like young people, I think that's where like young people have such an advantage in terms of getting employment in that. Because for like the conversations I've had with people who are in their forties, fifties, and sixties in the last two months, it's like literally I'm speaking Spanish, and I'm literally <laughs> not even saying anything about. It. I'm just literally saying statuses, posts, pictures, yeah. And it's like what? It's like what? <laughs> it's like what? Yeah, sure, just do it. Like, <laughs> like and that's uh, cool. It gives me free reign to sort of make decisions I want, but it also gives you an insight to say like, because they're not all digital natives. Like they don't have this well, like, yeah. such a stupid term. Exactly, <laughs> like that's what they call themselves. It's like, I'm not digitally native, so I don't understand it. Yeah. So like, whatever, dude. But like the fact is, is that social media has been around for ten years. I've probably used social media for nine years. You probably use social media nine of those ten years or whatever. And I mean, so are they though, but they're just not like in it. Yeah, like yeah. you're saying for sure. I think. Um, yeah, I think it's like kind of like maybe the analogy is like accounting. Like, sure, you have accountants and consultancies and things like that, but you wouldn't think it was weird that there was an accountant working at a firm. And it's going to be yeah. the same with social media. You're going to have a social media guy working at most firms. Yeah. I'm sure you'll do some outside consulting. You'll have a, you outside consult yeah. everything, right? You'll have a diversity guy as well. Yeah. Every company's going to have a diversity guy. Mm-hmm. It's literally his job is to make sure that the company's as diverse as possible. can. Every, and you're just going to have to have it. Yeah. You know? It's just a part of it, but yeah, I think the social. I think, I think the social media one's a big one. Yeah, yeah. having a social media person, and that's interesting because see how like you know big big social media companies have had social media people for years now, but other ones have had like smaller companies now have them, mm. like that have you know that are you know, turning over. They're only turning. They're only turning over like two or three million a year, but they have a designated social media employee now. Mm. Yeah. And they are they're like they're actually doing it. Like I think the thing about social media, the stigma is that like if you have a social media guy, it's like what the what the hell that what's that guy doing? Yeah. Like he just must be watching on Facebook all day. It's like you're on Facebook for probably like ten percent of the time you're actually doing everything else. But I think that's a, I think that's a, I think they'll I think they'll go because you know once our generation, even like a slightly older generation, will be like in those influential positions, like they understand the need for it, like. It seems to be like the younger the manager or the younger the sort of leader in the company, the more open and understanding they are to like to it, you know. And that's like what we're talking about with like the SEO stuff, you know, like the fact that SEO is just not even like when we were doing it like two years ago. It's a completely different landscape as was what it was two years ago. Two years ago it was like still pretty big. Now it's like everyone's on doing SEM and doing their own stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, rather literally creating their own content rather than trying to optimize the content so the right people find it. They're just putting it out there. So yeah. it's, it's the strategy's changed. New standards, yeah, just keep increasing. And yeah. you know, I think like it's such a fast moving industry in ten years. Who knows what like, Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, SEO was going for twenty years. Yeah. And it didn't even occur to someone until quite a few years ago that like the idea that like SEO literally stands for search engine optimization. It's the idea that you're optimizing your content so the people that you are looking for will probably find you. Like that's such like a narrow thing, but it seems like such a massive. It was a, such a massive thing, but you're actually just targeting such a small segment. Yeah. Um, but like SEM is the idea that you're targeting people who might not be looking for you, but based on the things that they like and the things that they are involved in, their age and their gender and the things they've liked on Facebook or the things that they've, you know, the, place, the places that they've been that they might have an interest in it. Okay. That's a super interesting distinction, right? Going from searching for people who want you 
but don't know who you are to people who don't know they want you. Yeah, like, they haven't figured out they want you. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. That's yeah. For, that's what's it's it's literally what it is now. And anyone who's not a practitioner and they're really going to feel the effects of that thing. Well, that's the end of that episode. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, the Looking Up Podcast, and on Instagram as Looking Up underscore Podcast. See you next time.